on the line with us now is the one and only Trey Wingo. Trey is brought to us today by Caesar Sportsbook. Your first bet is on Caesars. Bet up to $1,250, and if you don't win, you'll get it back as a free bet. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21+. plus. Trey, good morning. Thanks for joining us once again. Has the uh, Since the la- last time we talked to you, has the AFC race uh, clearly, truly gotten tighter? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> good morning, guys. Just to put it in perspective, uh, before last week, uh, the Bills were the five seed and the Dolphins were the, were the division leaders in the AFC East and the Chiefs were the one seed. Well, right now, the Bills, by not playing on Sunday, saw Miami fall to the five seed. They're the one seed, and Kansas City is the two seed. So it's going to be a sprint to the finish, guys, because all these teams are going to play each other. And, uh, you know, the Chiefs, in on one sense, have the easiest road in terms of uh, who they play. They play the AFC uh they play the AFC West games, and then they play the Texans and the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, by by any measure, their road to getting to uh, the number one seed is probably stronger than anybody else's. But they just need Buffalo to, to at least lose one more game. So, so, so with Buffalo now, you you open that door. The Von Miller injury seemed devastating for Sean McDermott yesterday. Mm-hmm. How does that do you think affect the Buffalo Bills and their chances of hanging on to that one seed now? Well, it's it's tough. I mean, you go look at the game in Kansas City in Arrowhead, October 26th. It was Von Miller's pressure uh, that led to Patrick Mahomes' interception that sealed the game. Uh, he leads them. He hasn't played since you know a couple of, couple of weeks now, but he still leads the team in sacks eight and pressures 36. Um, you can't overestimate his his impact on being a closer because they didn't play him every down, right? He came in sort of in situational pass rushes to sort of seal the deal. Uh, then you have uh, Micah Hyde, who's still out for the year. I tell you, I, you know, the, the the Bills are not the team that we saw in early September and through mid-October. They're a little banged up. The Josh Allen injury is still a little bit concerning. They don't have a running game. I'll tell you right now, if if I'm Kansas City or Buffalo, the team that concerns me is the, is the Bengals. Like, their best might be better than anybody's, and we saw that play out uh, on Sunday at the Jungle. But the Bengals' schedule is brutal. They have to play everybody. Like, if they get into the postseason – uh, they're going to be a, a tremendous out. But with their schedule, you know, it, it, it's so strange. They, they've won three straight against the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. They've lost five straight to Cleveland. Joe Burrow is 0-4 as a starting quarterback against the Cleveland Browns whom they played this week. It, it makes no sense. Yeah, it feels like they're going to have to do the same route they did last year, which I, I suppose from their perspective, they're like, fine, we've been there, we've done that, right? I mean, they were the road exactly. warriors last year too. Yeah, exactly. And that game last, uh, the last game of the season for them is they're playing the Ravens in Cincinnati. They've already lost the game uh, in Baltimore. It was a two two point game, I think, on a Sunday night game earlier this year. <clears throat> that game could be massive for both teams. You you're talking almost like though you don't know if if the Bengals are going to make it into the playoffs. Is there a hesitation on your part that says maybe they don't make it in just because of the schedule, or is there something else? No, just because of the schedule. I mean, they play. The Bucks, the Browns, the Bills, the Patriots, and the Ravens. Um, you know, and the Patriots don't really scare anybody right now because of their offense. But you know, it's Bill Belichick on the other side of the ball. Like if they, if they go four and one during that stretch, I think that's a remarkable stretch for the Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, it's it's just at some point, you know, uh, I, I expect them to lose at least one of those games. And but Cincinnati is that team. Like they they can find a lot of ways to beat you, right? They have a two-headed running attack when Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan are healthy. We saw what Jamar Chase and Higgins and Boyd can do, and that defense is a lot better than people want to give them credit for. Lou Anarumo, the defensive coordinator for, for the uh, Bengals, is the only guy who seems to figure out Patrick Mahomes in the entire NFL. 
No doubt about it. Talking to Trey Wingo here on 610 Sports Radio. Are the Eagles now the best team in the National Football League this week until we decide to change it next week? <laughs> yeah, they might have been there for a while. Look, uh, we talked about beating you a lot of different ways. Let's just take a look at what they did the last two weeks. They ran for 367 yards, I think it was, against the, the Green Bay Packers and threw it for 122. Uh, and then this past weekend, Jalen Hurts threw for 380, and they only ran for 67, and they won by 25 points. Uh, that's insane, okay? They, threw, they literally ran for almost 300 yards less than they did the previous week, and they still won by 25 points. And Jalen Hurts is now firmly ensconced in the MVP discussion. You go and look at his last two weeks. He ran for 157 in that game against the Packers. He threw for 380 against the Titans. He's the only person in the history of the NFL to have a 150-yard rushing game and a 300-yard passing game in the same season, and he did it in back-to-back weeks. They're really impressive right now. And defensively, too. I mean, they're no. yeah, just watching that team defensively. I'm like, oh, that, that, that's going to give a lot of people some fits. Absolutely. Um, the, only, the only tick they have right now is that their run defense is a little suspect. <clears throat> Excuse me. Although they got they shut down King Henry. Oh, everybody's shutting down Derrick Henry right now, guys. Mm-hmm. He's really not playing well. You know, he's on a four game stretch where he has an average over three yards of carry, and that's brutal for Tennessee. They they don't have another way to win. They have to have Derrick Henry go off. I'm curious to see what happens when the Cowboys and, and the Eagles play a second time because the first time they played, that was with Cooper Rush, and the Eagles cut up to a 20 point lead, and they let the Cowboys hang around and they made a game of it. So I'm curious to see what happens when they play again because Dallas is also peaking right now. Trey, do you think that's the reason why the general manager of Tennessee gets fired in in the middle of December after a a loss to the Eagles because the owner looked at it and went, okay, we traded one of our best players and now we have nothing on offense? Do you think that was the, the decision to fire him? I think it was part of it. I mean, let's just talk about how weird this is, right? Okay, um, they're going to win their division, barring an unbelievable collapse. Um, they're headed, they're a winning team. They're headed for the postseason, and you fire your general manager in December. Okay. Now I get it. Derrick Henry's not working. The AJ Brown trade was terrible. Uh, you can look at, uh, the drafting of Isaiah Wilson, uh, which was a disaster. Uh, and maybe the DUI, the offensive coordinator coming off that, that big road win. Um, but it sounds more to me like there was a power struggle between Robinson and Mike Brable and the team sided with Brable. I mean, Brable was asked about it. He said, well, you know, it's difficult, but you got to move on from these things, which was not was, you know, it wasn't like, oh, dang, I lost my guy. It was like, all right, see ya, I'm here, you know. And I, if I were the Titans, I might side with Rabel as well um, because I think he's the best Bill, Bill Belichick disciple, even though he never coached under Bill. You know, he learned how to coach by playing under Bill. Uh, it, it just, all of it, like, you don't fire a GM like that in December, especially when, there's nothing to do, right? Mm-hmm. Trade deadline is passed. You're not evaluating the players to be picked up. You're you're not in draft or free agency. It's just a weird time to fire a general manager, especially on a team that is going to go to the postseason and has a winning record. So there might be more to this that we don't know about. Trey Wingo joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. Do you have any uh, Chiefs liabilities? Anything that concerns you? <sighs> no. <clears throat> I mean, I wish. I mean, I, I spent six years in St. Louis, so. I'm sorry. You know, I yeah, I, but I'm, my point is, I'm from you know, Missouri a little bit, so I need them to show me they can beat Kansas, uh, show me they can beat Cincinnati. I have no concerns about them playing anybody else. I promise you that. Frank Cusimano um, is the only good thing about St. Louis. Let's just put it out there. Frank, Frank and I worked together I for many years. My at guy, Channel Five. Yeah, he's a good dude. 
Um, so, yeah, the uh, the only concern I have about the Chiefs is can you beat the Bengals? Other than that, I'm not worried. They've won, won 14 straight against NFC teams, so if they get to the Super Bowl, I like their chances there. Uh, they haven't lost a road playoff, a road division game ever under Patrick Mahomes. And I think that I feel really good about them taking down Geno Smith in Seattle because I'll take Patrick Mahomes over Geno Smith any day of the week, times seven. So my only concern for Kansas City is, hey, you got to beat the Bengals at some point. You got to do it. And, you know, it, it was it was a very close game. Travis Kelsey fumble. Marquez Valdez Scantley drops a touchdown. Like those two things changed the game completely. Uh, on the on the fourth down or the third down play before they kicked the field goal, uh, you know, there was pressure up the middle. Kelsey was wide open for the first down, but because there was pressure up the middle, and you saw Creed Humphrey's reaction on that play. He, he knew he kind of messed up, uh, and that's why that scramble didn't work. I didn't like them going for the 55-yard field goal, to be honest with you. I, I get it. You want to try and tie the game, but, you know, at that point, do you think that's going to do it? Are you going to get the ball back after that? I would have I would have done anything to try and keep that drive alive for a touchdown. Trey, let's look at the Denver Broncos, the opponent this week. We talked to our friend Brandon Cristal, who works for KOA in Denver and covers the Broncos, and he he informed us that Russell Wilson has his own office, and it's not that people yeah. don't like him there. It's that the defensive players don't know him, and yeah. he's probably going to cost Nathaniel Hackett his job. I, I don't think Nathaniel Hackett has been great, but he hasn't been given a great opportunity and great tools to work with out there either. How does Denver get out of this mess right now? Uh, that's a great question, Thank and I don't you. know if it's – I don't see welcome. I don't know if it's get out of below this season. Um, you know, the issue is uh, they're not that contract with Russell's not going anywhere. I mean, think about it, guys. If they scored 15 points a game, they might be nine and three instead of three and nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, their defense is out there balling, and they can't score 10 points a game. Um, so I, I don't know what the solution is. But you know, it's not it's not also that they just don't know him. I think it's also that. Uh, that there's just no cohesiveness. You know, there have been a couple of times when a a couple of offensive players have been looking at Russell sideways. You know, I've heard that he's called some audibles in the games that aren't even in the, in the Broncos uh, playbook that they're back from his days in Seattle and people in the huddle are like, what are you talking about? We don't know what that is. So it's, it, nothing has worked in this marriage. And it's funny. We all thought the AFC West was going to be this murderer's row. Chiefs can win the division this weekend with a win and a chargers loss. Uh, which would put that thing to bed, I think, earlier than they have in a long, long time. It's just been a disaster for everyone not named the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC West. There are bad football seasons, but um, football seasons that end up bad when there were expectations. Does this one rank right up there for Denver? I mean, this wasn't like Absolutely. Houston, who we knew was going to be bad, but but Denver yeah. had expectations, and I, I think that that's a different category of bad. I, I agree, and, you know, um, it's well. It's it's everybody in the AFC West, though. I mean, the Raiders. They're gonna, and they, they're finally playing well. You know, we got Jacobs, we got Devontae Adams, we have Chandler Jones, we have Crosby. You know, they're they're making a late surge here, but I don't know if that's gonna mean enough. And then you got the Chargers, who have a franchise quarterback on a rookie contract, and they can't get out of their own way. I mean, I think everybody in the division has been a disappointment except Kansas City. All right, what do you think Baker Mayfield's gonna do tonight? I don't know. I hope he. I mean, who's he going? Like, who, who are his weapons? Like, Cooper Rush isn't there. Right. Allen Robinson isn't there. I mean, I'm happy that the Rams have a functional quarterback. I mean, instead of John Wolford or Bryce Perkins. I mean, let's just be honest about that. Uh-huh. There, there's an actual real quarterback there. But you know, Baker's limitations are Baker's physical attributes. He's a little slow and he's a little short, and that's how you get beat up in the NFL. So, you know, for, for him, I'm glad he has an opportunity. And for Sean McVay, I'm glad he has something that can be considered a functional National Football League-level quarterback. 
but expectations, I have absolutely none. I think this is fantastic because it gives us an opportunity and a reason to watch this game tonight, man. It's going to be like a train wreck. You're going to stop by and see what's going on and what Al has to say about this one. Absolutely. I mean, it certainly adds the intrigue factor uh, exponentially. How do you get a quarterback ready from the outside in like four days? I mean, that's how does Brock Purdy just come off the bench and play well? I guess weird stuff happens sometimes, guys. No doubt about it. Trey, we appreciate the time as always. We'll talk to you again next week. You got to take care, man. Take care. That's Trey Wingo with us here on 610 Sports Radio.